Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. So I am here today with an incredible guest on Brave, Bold, Brilliant, a multiple business owner, an entrepreneur, the CEO of Olympia Boxing and Sport on Your Doorstep, and on top of that, a property investor as well, and an all-round good bloke. It is the one and only (laughs) Wayne Smith. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, Wayne. Hi, uh, how you doing? Thank you for an awesome introduction there. Do you like that? Yeah, it was awesome. Well done. That was brilliant. Couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's uh, it's all true, Wayne. So you know me, I'm a very, very straight much. speaker, straight speaker. So <laughs> what we're going to do, Wayne, we are going to, as you know, I like to start these podcasts with a bit about your journey, where life started. And then when I get, we're going to get into all things talking business, boxing, you know, benefits of sports, property investing, all of that good stuff. So do you want to kick off with a little bit around your journey, life, and how you've ended up where you are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been a um, I wouldn't say a roller coaster. It's been more like a rocket, I'd say, to be anything. It's um, which has been good, which is a good way instead of saying. But yeah, now it all started. Um, I was a disengaged young person, as the the old saying goes, like typical boxing story. Um, disengaged young person involved in drink and drugs and. Um, uh, going down a real bad path as as the normal story goes and boxing changed my life so I I started boxing when I was about 15 I was in and out of gyms like before that I was a national champion at karate so I always had a a bug for for contact sports but I was karate when I was younger and then it went into rugby and then it was into the boxing um, but yeah, boxing got a hold of me, and I like my two mentors that I always credit is Paul Lynch and um, Dave Cotton. Dave Cotton's now passed away. Uh, lovely old guy I used to call him the Colonel, and um, them two, them two fellas, they they got hold of me, got me in the gym, and kept me in the straight and narrow. It showed me the benefits of boxing, um, and it just gave me the focus, the drive. It got me away from being in the pub every single weekend dealing with like getting involved in drugs hanging around the wrong crowd and it completely told took my whole focus and just just put it straight into the gym um so i started boxing um i was i i had done i'd done some unlicensed uh boxing and white collars for charity which was really good and then then went into the amateur circuit with uh with seven oaks abc and um and I only had four bouts in total because um, I, I had an injury. I fell 30 foot for a scaffold while I was working. I fell 30 foot and I cracked a vertebrae in my back. And um, as you can imagine, it took me a long time to recover from that and um, get up and moving around. And and I just found like the training for boxing was very, very difficult with the injury. And um, just kind of like the... I don't know. Just the the fire there. The, the, you have a fire as a competitor, like competitor, as a boxer. You need fire in your belly. It has to be inside you to compete. Like it's not it's not a sport that you like. like we always say you don't play boxing because you don't. Like it's a truth game. What you put in it is what you get out of it. And um, if you go in there half hurt, that's when you get hurt. Like so. And like the the fire kind of burnt out through the injury and stuff. But but the sport hadn't. And. Um, and to keep me on the straight and narrow, Paul and Dave, they kept me in the gym. And like they got me like doing all sorts of bits and bobs around the gym. And I started helping coaching um, all the rest of the lads and stuff like that. And then um, like Dave said to me one day, I always remember, we was standing outside, we had a home show. And I was really gutted because I was standing outside, not boxing. All my teammates were in the show, we were going to box that day. And I wasn't boxing. And he was standing out there smoking his cigar. And he said, uh, he said, you'll make a good coach. You will. You'll make a career from it. 
And I always remembered that. I had no idea. I had no thoughts of being a coach. I had nothing. Like I wasn't. I wasn't even on that trajectory. I was nowhere near it. And um, he said, "You'll make a career out of it. You got the eye. You have. You'll, you'll be a good coach." And, um, and so that always stuck with me. So I took my coaching badges, and then I worked my way up. Like through the club, I started becoming like the competition secretary. I was sorting out all the boxers' belts and everything like that, and helping out doing like a lot of stuff from the committee and everything like that. And then um, I I then put myself forward for the Kent County role. So I took up the Kent County role, started putting squads together, boxing other counties. We had like teams from Ireland and that come over. Quite a few belts in county um, squads every month. So I put in, I implemented the system there and um, got the county moving. And um, from there onwards, I then went for the England job and I, and I got onto the England Town Pathway and I became an England coach. And I was on the England Pathway for about four years. Um, uh, I w- went to went to one competition in that four years, but done like squads every other week at some stage. But um, I done the England school. I done the schoolboy three nations in in Wales in Swansea. Actually, I, I spoke to you about that, didn't I? Because you go to Swansea, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Swansea Leisure Swansea Leisure Centre. That's where it was. And um, yeah, some good talent in that squad. Like a couple of them are on BT Sport now, like Dennis McCann. Um, I cornered him that weekend which was great and uh yeah and all the, all the while i was doing this i then started olympia boxing so like when olympia boxing got too big uh, and like with uh and i moved clubs to st mary's abc where i am now and with the amount of boxing that was going on and plus work and everything it was just too much commitment for england so i so i stepped away from england just concentrated on on the club boxing and um and and the business olympia boxing so getting on to Olympia Boxing, we, we started on twenty in 2013. So it was on the back of the success from the Olympics, the London 2012 Games. And um, through, through no, like obviously the success of Anthony Joshua, Luke Campbell getting their goals, but more so from Nicola Adams. Like mm. Nicola Adams getting that gold really exploded boxing in this country because it became an equal gender sport. Like before Nicola Adams getting that gold medal, um, uh, female participation in boxing wasn't that big. Now it's it's fifty fifty in the amateur. Like you go into an amateur gym now, you've got you've got just as much girls as you. All right, you might not have just as there might it's probably still dominant in boys, but there's such a big big participation through girls now. Now coming out into the community programs like what we deliver, like it's half and half. It's it, like some of our community sessions, our boxing gym sessions, got more girls in it than boys. Um, so it's like it's huge. It's a huge um, sport for both both genders now. Um, so we took that on from there. And what happened? There was me. Um, there was four of us at the time, and there was uh, there was me and Lee, which was two coaches, and then there was two uh, on the advisory board. So it was James Cullen, who who was working for England Boxing, but at the time it was called Amateur Boxing Association, and Louisa Arnold at Kent Sport, our, our county sports partnership, and. Um, and we created this board. We basically created, like, we just had a bank account and a, and a piece of paper that said we had four committee members. That was it. It was not a constituted, there was nothing. It was just a bank account for funding. And, um, and James approached me and Lee and said, look, I've got, like, we could start, like, there's a lot of, there's a need out in the community, away from box, bridging the gaps between boxing clubs and the community because obviously like, um, it's quite daunting for someone to walk through a boxing club door sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the thought of going through that door is the hardest part. So so taking boxing out to the young people out on the streets where they're hanging about, engaging them in positive pathways, that was the way to go and do it. So he said to us, do you want to have a go at it? We've got a couple of community programs. So, yeah, all right. So I started with a community program in Tunbridge because there was no boxing club there. And... Um, and then um, it just started to grow. I got, an, I got a school on board and I thought to myself, you know what? There's no one doing boxing in schools no more. It used to be in the curriculum many, many years ago, but no one does it at all. And, um, and there's so many transferable skills from boxing, like what it did for my life, but like for starters, like transferring, like taking me away from the bad path and putting me on the positive path. There's so much for it and so much positives. Um, I was like, there's, there's got, we've got to be able to do this. And um, started building, got one or two schools on, and it started. Like, I was like, "Oh, right, there, there we go. Like, there's, there's going to be um, some 
some legs to this. And then funny enough, both Lee and I got made redundant in the same month. And we both went, let's have a crack at this. Like, what, 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 we got, what have we got to lose? Like, if it, if it don't work, we go and get another job, don't we? So, so we had a crack at it and it just started like a snowball effect. We started pulling in some, I like, started doing some adult programs um, in the evenings and stuff and then some youth programs and then like started on the schools. And um, I just started calling everyone, banging doors, driving around, like just knocking the door. I wouldn't leave them alone until they said, yes, let me in there. And, and then we got going. And um, we got to about, to, it was 2016, end of 2016. And um we all sat around the table. We'd created a monster. We'd turned over quite a bit of money, yet we wasn't a formulated business or anything. So we, um, so so we, we decided, like we said, look, we've got to take this to the next step, like for it to be able to grow. And at that point, the other three, they turned around and said, look, Lee, like basically, because what we were doing, we were running around, we were doing schools during the day, and then we were going to our boxing club and coaching our boxers as well. And like Lee said, I've had enough of this, like, because we were knackered. By the time you get into your boxes where it all started, like the reason why you're doing this, like you were absolutely knackered. And um, so we, he said, look, I, I'm going to start another business um, doing some uh, carpet cleaning and house clearances and stuff like that. And um, James and Louisa said, uh, we, with their, their full-time roles that they had already, they had no more time to, to give it. So everyone agreed like we'd done a really good job and we'd shake hands and leave. But but on my side, I'd built up quite a big client base and like of schools and stuff. I think at the time I probably probably had about 10 schools, something like that, and even under 10 schools, I'd imagine. And um and uh and we um I said to them, like, I want to take this on. Like, I don't want to give this up. I think I found my calling in life. This is what I want to do. And uh, so what? What they they said? No, go for it. Like I said, can I keep the name because we'd built a brand? They said, yeah, absolutely. If you're willing to take this on, take it on. So I took it on on my own to start as a CIC. Had absolutely no clue what I was going to do. Like because literally me and Lee were the boxing coaches. That's all we was. We were on the ground doing the delivery. I had no clue about banks, business nothing didn't know what i was gonna do so i just winged it so just winged it and just got on with it and just started building from there and um yeah it just became a snowball i quickly realized though in 2017 so i turned it into a cic in 2017 and i quickly realized and i think it was like through being in the like same circles that we mix in like with progressive and stuff like that where i started learning because i realized i didn't have a clue anything about business i've got to learn and i've got to learn very quick I left school with no GCSEs, with nothing. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't achieve nothing at school. I used to just get stoned and put my head on the table and go to sleep. That was that was my day at school, and like so, I came away with nothing. And um, so I, I had to learn. I had to learn fast and learn on the job. So I, um, I, I started educating myself, getting in the circles like what we do with self development, with progressive. Uh, Rob Moore, listening to him, where I've met yourself, and 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 reading books and everything like that. And and just started everything started snowballing, and I realised that, that I had to get at someone in fast, like to take my diary on, so I could work on the business rather than be in it all the time. So it all started with I brought one coach in straight away who took my diary on, and um, they were out delivering. I was then out like giving free tasters and then dragging in more schools, starting more schools off, and then we started started snowballing. So back in 2017. I had this vision of having 50 schools a week. Like I was like, that's going to be awesome. Like imagine having 50 schools at this point. Like I probably, I don't know, yeah, 10, 10 to 15 by, by that time, by the time we formulated um, with the community. I had more community sessions than I had schools. Though. That's, that's a certainty. So, and, um, and uh, yeah, now 2021, we're, we're currently sitting on 57 schools a week and 30 community programs. Um, to 89 programs so the, the next the next the next um, goal is a hundred program week which we're, we're 11 sessions off of so it's not gonna be long we're gonna do it I know we're gonna do it so it's um, we're, we're getting there we've now got a team of 12 of us and um, I still don't know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> well I will beg to differ with that if I may we don't have to agree on everything do we but I mean there's so much in here Wayne you know and so I'm going to unpick a bit of it if that's all right um, mm, yeah go over it yeah yeah you know, because you're, you're what I love about you is that you're so 
incredibly honest about you know where you were back then as a, mm. as a kind of you know I, I guess a I guess a bit of a troubled teenager really with all that stuff going on with the drink and the drugs yeah. and, and you know and school wasn't the right environment for you clearly you know or, or maybe you just weren't in with the right people in school for whatever reason yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. your bag but I think for people listening you know it's not all about the qualifications and leaving school with edu- I mean, great education is amazing. And you're educating mm. yourself now because you have a genuine interest for it. Back then you, you, you obviously didn't have that. It wasn't pressing the buttons for you No, to, no. to have left with, you know, as you say, zero GCSEs and to now be sitting as an incredibly successful business owner that's literally built your business from the grassroots up and learn along the way and of course it's not just one business you've got two, you've got three businesses now yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll talk about property in a while but just going back to that sort of pivotal moment where you where boxing saved you and you got into boxing. What was it about boxing that was different to other sports, do you think, in terms of, you know, it just sort of like ticked your boxes and, and got you into it, really? What, what, what was the big thing? Yeah, I've been asked this a few times, and the the, the answer is I don't really know. Um, I like no one generally like you find in the boxing circles that their dad boxed, their granddad boxed, their uncle boxes. It comes through generations of family. When no one in my family have ever boxed, like no one, like no one had anything like the uh, like my dad had an interest in watching it, and that was it. Mm. Um, like, but it wasn't even through that. I, like my earliest memory is sitting down on Saturday Night Fight Live watching like uh, Eubank v Ben and Collins and. And and getting up at three o'clock in the morning to traipse up to watch Mike Tyson at my uncle's my uncle's house, and the the walk there was longer than the fight most of the times, and uh, having to walk back. But but yeah, no, I don't know what I don't know what it, I've always had a thirst for contact. Always had a thirst for contact. Like I said, I did karate from the age of uh, seven till I was twelve or thirteen. I I got a national title in that. I got two silvers at the. Two silvers and a national title and a gold. I got like competing in that. Then rugby. I just I, I was always physical. Always I've always like I'm not now. I'm broken. But the but the like back then it was like I just used to like it wasn't. I, don't, I wouldn't say I had a lot of aggression. Like I didn't. It wasn't like a great. I, I had a great back. Like. I was a troubled team, more of my environment, of my friend, and not, not, I wouldn't blame it on my friends either. It was just, I don't know, just being a naughty lad and then it leads into drinking and drugs and, mm. and all the rest of that. But like from home life, I had no bad home life. And I think mum and dad were always together until mum passed away last year. And, and um, like w- w- that was always solid foundation. Um, it just, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Like I've said it before. I just used to like having a fight. That was the simplest way of saying it. I used to like having a fight and uh, and having a scrap. It was just, I don't know, it was my kind of thing. It wasn't through being a, vi- a violent thug or anything like that. It was just, I loved the concept of battle. Always have done. I watched all gladiators, like boxing coming up. I'd, I just loved the art of battle, like kung fu, everything like that. It was just an art. And and I loved that. And And it was... Um, yeah, just I, I think I think what it was because there wasn't a boxing club in Tunbridge, the town I actually lived in. But I went to one in Tunbridge, Wales. I didn't really like it. Um, didn't get on there. And but then when I just went to Seven Oaks, I kind of found a home, right? And I found a home with Paul and Dave. That they, they, they both took me under their wing, and and it was just. Um, and I think it, as well as I started it, and then I thought actually, like I wasn't, I wasn't, a, I was, I'm a better coach than I ever was a boxer. That's that's hundred percent. I was never, I would never, if I had never done coaching, I, I wasn't going anywhere as a boxer. Like, I was never that good or anything like that. But but I was something that that I did for me, and it was it was like when you're in the ring, it's just you. You haven't got no like fourteen other people around you on the rugby pitch or ten other people around you on the football pitch. It was everything was done for me, and it was sole focus for me. And it just like I just loved it. It was just like there was just this fire to to compete and to to get in there and have. A, I was going there like you think you're going to a boxing club three nights a week. I was there, I was getting that fix of having a good spar and a good tussle with other people like two three times a week so that and that was it and and just when I saw the the difference I was becoming I think I think that's probably the trigger point I saw the difference that the difference in the person I was becoming through the sport being more disciplined in my life more dedicated to my craft um I was being happier I was getting rid of all my negative energy 
Um, I stopped getting in trouble. Like I was becoming just a nicer all-round person as well, you know, to be around and stuff like that. Um, it, it just you just found it, and it's like a bug. Everyone that's involved in boxing say it. It's like a bug. Like we've got like your rugby coaches, your football coaches, and everything like that. They will go. They'll be with you twice a week. Like you might have one training session during the week, and you have matched out the weekend. Boxing is seven days a week. Like literally, you're in the gym five days, then you're out at the week, weekends, you're out at competition all weekend. Sometimes you've got a big team. Like St. Mary's, like like before the pandemic, our season before the pandemic, we had 129 contests. Like we, if, I don't even know if we had a weekend off, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just ferrying kids up and down the country, like competing all the time. So it's, yeah, it just gives you that focus and the, dis- the discipline of, of, of life, really. And, and that was the trigger. Yeah. It, just, I, it was better than going to the pub and sitting there and talking about what could have been, you know, that was, that was what it was. Yeah. I mean, as you're, as you're telling your, your kind of journey and your story, Wayne, I can just see how much you've grown as a person. I mean, we've been working together for well, probably nearly a year now. And I mean, yeah. even, even in that year, you know, you, you've continued to develop, grow, become a more rounded businessman, you know, all the things that we're working on together is, is incredible. But what I really love, and I think the secret to your success as well is because you genuinely love what you do and you genuinely mm-hmm. care. You mm-hmm. Care. You care about the kids. You care about yeah. the impact you're able to to make on their lives and and take them to a better place because you've seen yourself. You know, so you've got this emotional connection, which means that you come across as well. You're 100 authentic. You're a straight talker. You say it how it is, and and you you genuinely, genuinely are making a big difference in those communities. So it's an incredible yeah. thing you're yeah. doing. It really is, and I think that. That is the formula for your for the formula for your success. Those are some of the key ingredients. Mm. Doesn't matter whether you know you've not got the background in economics or business. No, you, that's right. Yeah, you, you can learn that. You can learn that stuff or yeah. get other people yeah. in. You know. So, so Wayne, what what makes a good coach? Because you said you're an excellent coach. What makes a good coach or an excellent coach? Do you think? I think it's getting it's getting the best out of someone. Like um like we I was discussing this with a coach um only yesterday. And and like like when you're looking in for boxers, when you're looking at boxers about like like who you're working with and stuff like that, you're looking for the um, for the stuff that that you that you can't coach, that you can't coach, right? If they've got that, then you know you can coach the rest of it. Like if they've got hard work already instilled in them, they're, they're they're turning up on time, they've got good manners, and they've got. Um, they're positive and stuff like that. You can coach the rest of it, the skill side of it. I think it's just a, it's a, it's having the understanding of the individual at all times, like knowing where they are, knowing where, where, what what stage they are in their cycle and in, in their journey, and what they need to develop on. Like at the moment, I'm I'm back at the beginning again now. Like we've we've had a change in cycle. We've had a lot of boxers leave, like some time professional and stuff like that. And now we're back at the cycle where we've got brand newbies in again. We've got novices in, so I'm back at the cycle where I'm building again. I'm building the team again. So um, so it's exciting times as a coach now because. Because now I'm coaching again instead of competition prep all the time. Mm. So you're actually coaching. You're coaching the fundamentals of the sport and and instilling it. Like I took a group out to sparring last week. It's the first or second time they've ever been out of the gym to open their eyes up and and stuff. And it was great. It was great stuff like that. But to, to yeah, to answer the question, uh, to be a great coach is, is is understanding the individuals that you're that you're that you're coaching. And and how, being able to adapt, like not coaching the same session. Like you got some of these coaches that show, I've been coaching forty years on the on the on the bee's knees, but the actual fact is they've been coaching the same session for forty years. They've never moved on, like you know. So the, you have to be able to adapt. You have to keep up with what's moving. Everything's moving forward. Like a big thing that that someone's always said to me, I think it was Paul or it was Dave that said to me, and I live by that. I'm pretty sure it was Paul because he's full of uh, little analogies and quotes all the time. And it's if it, if you think you know it all, you should retire. 
because you don't know it all. You should be willing. You should be like a sponge, like open to everything. Like little Johnny might walk in the gym like there's that seven years old on the punch bag and he might do a move that you've never seen before, but you've been in boxing 30 years. He might do something. Ah, oh, I'll take that because that will work for that'll work for um for James over there, you know, like we get him now that help him out. So you've always got to be willing to learn. And and that's the biggest downfall for a lot of coaches that they think they know it all mm. and, and that they're not open to learning. Like yeah. there's um and that that's the difference, I think. Brilliant. And and how how hard was the transition, Wayne, from being sort of a coach and sort of more on the operation side of things, shall we say, of just kind of doing the doing and doing a great job and all of that versus stepping up with more of your with your business head and responsibility on as a CEO? Because that that's quite an adjustment to make where you're dealing with the numbers yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, big. I enjoy it, though. I'll be honest. I do enjoy it. Um, I still say to everyone when they say, oh, what do you do for work? I say, I don't go to work. I get up and do what I what I enjoy all day. I go boxing and, and stuff. But now I am more office-based, but I still enjoy this. But it's kind of um, the adjustments. I've never even thought of it. It's just been kind of like you just – it's had the, this has to be done, so you just get on and do it. Um, and it's it, it's been like that. Like, I've – I've certainly found it like recently I we've had a couple of um where I've had to go out and cover like some coaches when they're off or something I've gone out and I've I've delivered some sessions and it's bloody great fun like oh that was it that was awesome that was like I can't like forget like sometimes it was like to be in the school with the kids like today I've got to go and do I've took on a I've reopened the boxing for Parkinson's program I run at St Mary's um, face to face now, and it's me that delivers that. So like, I'm delivering that tonight at six o'clock, which I'm looking forward to because it's always great fun. And that's amazing, actually, because you know I know the bulk of what you do is really with the, with the kids and the community and stuff, but it's so much more than that. So how does the boxing with Parkinson Parkinson's work out? And and you know how how, how what's the what's the practicalities of it, and what are the benefits for you know it's Parkinson's sufferers, isn't mm. it, that are actually mm. boxing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, it's just another, it's another proof to show that boxing is accessible for absolutely everyone. Anyone mm. can do it. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're big, small, fast, slow, strong, weak. It doesn't matter. Anyone can do it. Put the gloves on, hit the pads, hit the bags, and have some fun. Always use the analogy that I've never seen anyone hitting a punch bag or pads without a big smile on their face. Right, and it's very true. And. The, um, the boxing for Parkinson's, it all came about that there was a guy down, uh, Dennis Stinscom, MBE, he's down, he runs a broad plane boxing club in Bristol. And he started running a session with a group of people with Parkinson's and and it really started working well. And um, and having knowing what we do up in the community centre, um, he, he got in touch with me as well as Phil Bungay from Midway Parkinson's uh, group. And they said, would you run a boxing for Parkinson session with us because um, it's been proved like through the studies with Parkinson's that intense exercise helps um, delay the onset of their symptoms mm. and it helps regulate them and um, and I said yeah yeah why not I don't know nothing about Parkinson's I'll have to look it up but yeah let's, let's have a go like, what's it what's the what's the worst that can happen? Let's just get you moving. And uh, so I I read up on Parkinson's and done a couple of online courses just so I got my head around exactly what the, what it was. And, um, and uh, we started the sessions and it was it, the, the successes we've had in that program are unbelievable. Like I, the oldest I've had there was an 86 year old and he wow. came walking in the gym or I say walking, he, he came like literally totting in the gym, like, like his feet were moving like centimeters in, front of him like his head down he could, he could hardly speak and stuff like this where um the parkinson's and i think he had dementia as well and it got got to him and within six weeks i had him running up and down our gym unaided like just wow. through the it was unbelievable the success and actually being able to have a semi-conversation with him because his speech was really gone so we work on a lot of not only is it the coordinations because obviously to help that 
uh, with their motor skills, like their coordination. But what I get them to shout at me as well, like it's hilarious. People walking past the gym must think, what on earth is going on then there? Because I have them screaming and shouting at me and singing and all sorts. Like, like it's hilarious, but it keeps their voices going, like because a lot of them suffer with their voice. But like it regulates them. Like we've got a couple of members that can't stand still. They're always moving. Like they get like um, a lot of people know Parkinson's for the shakes, not yeah. for the tremors. But they but each each individual is different. Uh, there's some that that come there that you wouldn't even know have got Parkinson's. You wouldn't even know mm-hmm. it. Like and the, each each individual have this have different symptoms all the time. Like that's like just saying, for instance, like John, he cannot stand still. Like he's always on the move. Um, like he's just like like Mr. Soft is the way I'd say. He's just floating around. Like he's just can't. Stand. But as soon as he starts punching, he's standing still. It just regulates mm-hmm. him wow. straight away. And then. Um, and yeah, the, like one of them said to me that like the best thing that I'd ever done to them was given them the, the belief that the coffin lid wasn't shut, because obviously you can like I've, I haven't got it, so I can't I can't say how it feels. But but you can imagine being diagnosed with with a disease like that that you know like it's it's not it's not treatable, like it, it's manageable, but it's not there's nothing that can beat it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them will think oh, my life's over. And and that's what they say to me. They say, look, when I was diagnosed, the the, the world fell in on me. Like uh, like, and and they said, if it would, thank you very much for what you do because this this is my one outlet a week. Like some of them live on their own; they're not able to work. Most of them, um, most of them have had to take early retirement. Some of them can't are not allowed to drive. They've had their driving license taken off them, so they have real limited things that they can do. Something and then like they're. Well, our, our session, I go down, I open the gym doors up 30 minutes before the session, I put the kettle on, and like, they come in, they have a cup of tea, and they all catch up, and they meet and like me and other people that are living with Parkinson's, so they come and swap stories, and, and they're always talking about their medication and stuff, and then, then they're welcome to stay after afterwards as well, and after, a lot of them sit by, sit back and watch the boxers, because the boxers come in afterwards, so they come in and watch, watch the sessions and stuff, oh, and um, they've all become part of the family. Uh, yeah, that was that's the main thing where they just say like you've given us the belief that it's not over. It's not that's, over. So it's incredible, Wayne. It really is. And, you know, I mean, what I will say is you have got the biggest heart of, of anyone that I know. You really have. And, and what you do is is absolutely incredible. I went all goose pimply when you were telling me about it. About, <laughs> I did. I could I could almost feel, you know, I could feel the emotion. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It really is genuinely oh, it is, It's fantastic. Yeah, and he, yeah, and- no, it's a fantastic program. I did literally, I deliver that program, and I make sure that I. I've still, I've got two of them running now because because through the pandemic, we um we had to go virtual because obviously they're very vulnerable, so we went mm. virtual straight away. But uh, the problem with having not the problem, the success of going virtual is that we were able to recruit people with Parkinson's all over from all over, not just Medway, all over. So now. The problem I ended up with when got some of them in Medway saying we want to come back face to face. I had a group of them that weren't from Medway, so they're sitting online. So what I did was like recently I auctioned a signed Tyson Fury glove, raised some money there, so I can able keep keep both programs running because I don't charge them anything. I, like it, both sessions are free. Uh, we work with funding partners and I fun just do as much, I do as much fundraising as I can. Often getting boxers to sign gloves so I can just auction them off and then raise funds so these. People can have these sessions for nothing and uh, keep it free. So now, yeah, we've got two of them up and running, so which is good. Oh, it's incredible. And what I love about this, well, there's so many things, obviously, what you're doing with the business, what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for the individuals, what you've done for yourself and your family as well, because, you know, mm, yeah. you, you, you have literally um, got, it's not it's not, a, it's not necessarily a rags to riches story, yours, but it certainly is no, a, no, no. it certainly is a in the doldrums to massive success story. Yeah, 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 sure. definitely. It's like a lot of people, they say, they say oh, well, Oh, what what you get paid for doing that? Because a lot of like a boxing boxing clubs are all voluntary run mainly. Like there's more there's a few more businesses coming out of it now than there used to be. But generally, boxing clubs are all voluntary. All the coaches are generally vol- volunteers. Like you don't go to a boxing club and see them get paid really. Mm. Um, and like people say, well, you get paid. I said, well, I couldn't deliver everything that I'd deliver if I didn't get paid. Well, like, yeah. This is my job. This is my livelihood. Like, so there is a business side to it. And and very fortunate. That's grand. So yeah. Great. And you're doing fantastically well. I love the fact that you mm. set that target back in 2000- 
2017 of 50 schools mm. and you're way over that now that's so cool yeah. you, you are going to yeah. be hitting that 100 program a week target for sure yeah, there is that's, no that's, doubt that's, yeah that's the that's the short term I want 100 schools a week that's the next that's the main target is 100 I know. schools I know uh, we know there's uh, there's 500 schools in Kent I want 100 of them so I reckon I can get there 20% market share that's perfectly achievable isn't it Wayne it. but yeah but, yeah. This, but this, this stuff in there around around having a clear vision of what you're all about having a goal that you're working towards really believing in yourself and the team and that it's possible and, and taking the action you know what I mean anyone mm. listening that's thinking oh well it's alright for Wayne well no no actually you've done, a, you've done everything that you can to make sure that you're successful but having that clear vision um, yeah. and, and and having a goal to work towards has been a big part of that i think hasn't it it's really yeah. kept you focused yeah. Any, anyone like, like the biggest thing is and i often say is get out your own way like it like it's such a big thing now i i have i haven't no one's handed me anything i've i've made i've built everything from the ground up like no one i didn't get i didn't have no loan to start the business i had nothing i literally started with my legs and my arms and that was it like literally getting out doing free sessions that then turning into a couple of quid and then increasing it and stuff like that like so anything is possible for anyone one if they want to go and do it like they just have to get their own out of their own way and go for it like what's the worst that can happen that's what you always have to think what is the worst that can happen the worst that can even now like with the businesses that i've grown now what's the worst that can happen i could lose the lot what happens if i lose the lot i'm still breathing i just have to go and get a job don't i i have to go and stack some shelves get on driving do, do whatever it has to do. or or matter of fact all the all the skills that i've developed and learned on the way here to where I am now, I've got all that, haven't I? Now I've got all that experience. You can start again. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's a, uh, my air's not, my lungs are not going to stop breathing air if, if everything went down, would it? So that's the what that's what you have to think about. Get out your own way if you want something. Go and go and do it. Believe in your art that you want it, and and do pull out all the stops to achieve it. Yeah, no, that's such a great perspective. You're right, because sometimes people are so scared of what may happen or this might happen or mm. I might get judged or I'm going to fail or whatever. Well, actually, you know, what's the point in putting all that energy into stuff that nine times out of ten isn't going to happen anyway? And as you say, no. you know, really in the whole context of things, you know, hopefully no one's going to die in the process, you know, and actually, no, that's right. you know, yeah. anything anything compared to that is is upside, isn't it? It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, anything can be rebuilt, can't it? Like you can rebuild build anything and you just you just have to be willing doesn't it it's, it's like that you, you, like rocky says isn't it it's not how many times you get it it's how many times you get knocked down and get getting back up and it back you know right. and it's so true that is life isn't it how many times can you be knocked down and keep getting up and keep going yeah and that's what like like you just you have to all the time there's always going to be obstacles and it's a case do you want to stop and turn around walk back or you're going to run through the bloody thing because that's the way i always think about it. just run through them I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And you said, you know, let's let, let's let's have a crack at this. Let's have a crack at this. What's the worst that can happen? You know, I do think, you you know, this is a common theme for you. You just sort yeah. of go, well, you know, let's just give it a go. Let's just give it a go yeah, and see, yeah. you know, and then look out what amazing things have happened. And actually this next um, phase for you, well, the phase you're in now, Wayne, because obviously you've got Olympia Boxing, you've got sports on your doorstep and you've got round property investments. So the shift into property, which is where we originally met, um, mm. what's the logic for that then what are you trying to achieve with the property side of things and what advice would you give to people that maybe are starting out thinking about property and, and how they could actually approach it as well yeah so so like literally my entre entrepreneurial brain from from doing training and learning about property like runs me off in about a thousand different directions but but you have to zero in and exactly remember why you want to do it and what you want to do it for so like for me for me is it's another thing towards the community aspect of what i do is it's being able to help the community like there's a huge problem with homelessness and stuff like that so so being able to provide affordable homes for the community is top is top up on the agenda and um, but for personal reasons it would it's, it's secure in my long-term future and um, my family's future long term like i haven't like like i say like i came from 
I've been like the business is in four, like Olympia Boxing at four years. This has been going as a CIC before that was like as it was for eight years until I've got no pension. I've got nothing like that. I never started a pension when I was young. Um, pensions are not going to be worth anything like like when I get get to that sort of age. So so I've got to think long term. What can I do? So I've seen the but like. I don't believe with their conversations. I don't think there's any other tangible assets or or anything like investment strategies that 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 are as that are always going up. That there's not nothing's ever risk free or anything like that. But property seems the most most smartest option in my eyes. And I just think like just start building a portfolio of that for the long term future, the pension. And ultimately, if it grows the way that I expect it would probably grow and the way that my brain works and everything, um, I expect it to give good return for for a good life, you know? So like and, and that's what that's what I'm looking at. I'd if for anyone out there that's wanting to get started in property, I I would say start with education you've got to learn it there's so much uh, don't get me wrong there's a lot of companies out there and i've i've been through a, a a couple of different ones but i must say progressive property is where i've done my education and and everything that the courses i've done there and and the books i've read from robin mark and stuff like that have been absolutely brilliant full of absolutely knowledge don't get me wrong same as every training provider there's always a pitch there's always an upsell but that's business that's the business side of it and if you if like you've got to forget about that if you're willing if you're willing to to go the whole hog and you want to the accountability or you want to learn them you've got to get that education because there's so many people out there making so many mistakes now because they're uneducated and and that's what i'd say if you're looking at getting down that route is is um get yourself educated and, and go for it yeah, and you make such well, a valid. Sorry, uh, Wayne. I was going to say you nah, make such, su- such yeah. a valid point about you know investing in yourself, actually. And mm. and I think very often when you when we're in a business, whether we're in a job or or we've got our own yeah. business, we 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 think of investment in the business. You know, whether it's marketing or a new IT system, and 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 kind of a, a, a go okay with that. Everyone forgets about that on yourself, don't they? Well, Everyone forgets about that. Hundred percent. But actually, you know, as a business leader, as a leader of you know your family. Your, your own life mm. actually if you investing in yourself is the best thing you can do I, yeah. i've always believed that i've always followed that ethos myself you know and um and you're spot on so you, you but you do have to sort of switch your brain a little bit and think of it as an investment not as a cost um, yeah 100%. that's the difference yeah yeah. You don't know what you don't know, do you? You don't know what you don't know. And 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 you, and you have to, like I've said, like some people said, God, you've done some courses in your life, haven't you? Like qualification, not just property, I mean business yeah. and and um, and like my boxing and my, like I, I've done nutrition qualification. I've done all sorts of qualification. I'm always looking for the next CBD, like next thing to develop. And, 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 and I go, yeah, I've spent thousands, which I have. I have spent thousands. Um, but every every penny of that is worth it because you pick up you pick up your information. You it, things stick that that are meant to stick. You forget things. That's life. Um, but every penny of that is worth it. Also, the, another scenario. Yeah, if you what's the worst that can happen by investing in yourself? You find out, like I have done. That program wasn't for me. That strategy is not for me. You know, that's a win. Yeah, I've learned that. Like, like, like for deal packaging. Yeah, I nearly went in heavy on that, like with property. But I realised that wasn't what I wanted to do. That wasn't what I wanted on property, was it? You know, like it was going to start another business. That wasn't my cat. So that was money well invested. Did I learn things on the course? Of course, I did. I learned lots on that course. So it was still money well invested. And I think any any amount of money that you invest in yourself is well is very good investment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of, uh, you know, I guess, role models, mentors in your early career in particular that kind of got you on the straight and narrow and and really sort of gave you the inspiration on the boxing side. So that was sort of your first, I suppose, earlier um, feeling for mentors, coaches, etc. But do you think you would be where you are today if you hadn't had sort of the right people around you at the right time, whether it's coaches, mentors, great friends no, whatever 100% not 
No, no, hundred percent not. No, that's why. For instance, that's why I work with you. I get. I, we've had a great relationship, and we're, we're achieving well. Lots of stuff there. I work with Jay Alderton, Jamie Alderton, as well, like because he's very big in the fitness brand and business and stuff. Um, I work with other people that that oversee what I'm doing, and uh, you you need help along the way. Again, if you know it all, retire because you don't know it all. It's just, it, look, we're back in the same circle again, aren't we? Yeah, no, you need you need the help. You need the support around you. Like, I'm very fortunate. I've got a brilliant family. You know, my wife is absolutely fantastic. My kids are brilliant. Like, and and if it wasn't for that support network, things would be a lot harder as well, you know? So you need that around you, but you have to be willing to to, to reach out and ask for the help and look for the help that's needed. Like, like look at the areas that you need to develop yourself in or develop your business, what you need to learn and how to like like um like you're teaching me the stuff about all the cash flow, the profit and loss statements, the the business planning. I've never had any of that. I've just literally, Wayne, can you deliver a session? Yes, let's go. That's all it's been, you know, like there's been no thought for anything else like that. But now I'm learning all of this stuff. This is another education path that I'm taking myself on so I can learn that, you know. So you have to reach out and get the help that's needed for the areas that you need it in. Yeah, No different, is it? We all all employ personal trainers to get us fit. We all need mentors to help us through business, you know, and stuff like that. People that are further along the line. But it's also like people have to remember, like you always look to people that are further along the line or have been there and done it for where you're wanting to go to. But you must stay in your line, your own lane and focused on your goal. Um, I'm very guilty of that. You compare, don't you? You compare yourself to other people and that, but then you forget, no, stay in your lane, focus on your job because that'll get you faster, get there faster. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned family life and your two beautiful children, your lovely wife, Mm -hmm. Wayne. How do you, well, do you manage to get a balance with the family uh, versus the business side? Because you've got a lot going on. So how do you, Mm -hmm. one, do you get, have you got balance? And if you have, uh, how have you done it? Because I think that's an area that people struggle with a lot. Yeah, it's it's a constant battle, put it that way. It is a constant battle. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's a constant battle. But one thing that I've always done is I've never worked weekends, apart from taking my boxers out to competitions. I don't work weekends. I still now we get we get inquiries for, oh, could you run a Saturday morning session? Like like which we could. We could have got enough coaches as well. But the problem that like I always say is, yeah, when that coach gets a sniffly cold on a Saturday morning, and says, Oh, I can't go to work, Wayne. Like, who's got to get out of bed and got to go? to that and lose time with my kids so I say no don't do weekends at all so I always make sure that weekends are for the family um unless if I've got to take a boxer out but apart from that that's um that's a balance yeah I'm striking a better balance I'm working on it it's a constant that's one of the things that you're always working on as an entrepreneur and a company director I believe yeah, I know. I agree with you. And and so I think it's about guardrails. What are the non-negotiables, isn't it? And like for you, weekends right. with the family is non-negotiable. Actually, you know, yeah. if there's an ama- a major, major incident, of course, you know, but as a rule, no, that's family time. And the other thing, Wayne, you love to cook, don't you? So you're you're like the chef in the family, really, mm. aren't you? I am. Yeah. 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 That's my job. That's my, my domestic. That's as far as my domesticness goes is the, is the kitchen. Um, like that. If you asked me to iron a shirt or turn the washing machine on, I wouldn't have a clue how to do it. Um, but, but get myself around the kitchen. I can certainly do that. Good division of labor. That's what it's all about. Teamwork really mm-hmm. is, isn't it? Yeah. At home. And yeah, business. that's right. Yeah, Absolutely. of course it is. Fantastic. So what's next for you, Wayne, do you think with, with sort of where you're heading and, you know, I know you've got the vision that you've got for, for Olympia, but you've got so much more as well, haven't you? You know, what's the, what's the sort Mm. of the, the next, the next um, part of the journey for you, do you think? Yeah, I suppose so. Like I'd say Olympia boxing is well on its way. We're, We're nearly, we're nearly at the, um suitable stage is what I'll say where I'm I'm able to like to even take not it's not taking a step backwards but be being focusing on the five percent just to be in the brand of it and and the company running itself as such like with the team and the structure and the systems that we've put in um we're nearly there I'd say with that one uh, sport on your doorstep we're just in the building phase again it's doing well it's, it's five it's a five figure business like nearly six figure business mm-hmm. already so 
that's doing well. Um, the um, that one's in its stages now. That my, like my my business partner has now come on full time with us. Um, that, that's going to have big growth in the next twelve months easily. And then I suppose it's just soon as I can steady the ship with these two, like the I can then pursue the property foot full on. You know, mm. so that's that's where I'm 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 heading at the moment. It's and finding that balance, still trying yeah. to find that balance. That's the main thing. <laughs> and enjoying the ride. Trying to find that balance. That's enjoying right. the enjoying ride. It. Making sure that I enjoy it. That's that, that's the main thing. Making sure that I'm enjoying it at all times. That's yeah, no, it's such an important lesson, and it's yes, yeah, so it's all about scale. It's all about growth. It's all about making mm. a di- continuing to make a difference. The the financial. It's got to be freedom. fun though. It's got to be fun. It has to be fun like and that's what i say to a lot of people when they say like when they're asking about how, what, what i do and how i've got there and stuff is that i have fun every day and that's why if it's not fun then then there's no point doing it yeah good make your passion turn your passion into your profession as they say perfect exactly so wayne i've got a couple of final questions if you don't mind because i could chat to you for mm-hmm. hours well we do chat for hours yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of sort of the best piece of advice that you've ever been given over the years i'm sure there's loads but is there anything that sticks out for you yeah get out of your own way every time get out of your own way don't don't let the self-doubts beat you down like literally just like the boxing analogy put a bite on that gum shield stick your chin in put your hands up and drive forward like that that is it literally get out of your own way anything's possible go for it if you want it go and get it don't no one's going to hand you nothing so you've got to go and get it i love it i love it and can you think of any bad advice that you've had wayne or advice that's not not been so uh so positive for you yeah. Why do you want to do that? Sat in the pub. Why do you want to do that? My mate says that's a bad idea. Coming from Dave sitting at the end of the bar. Yeah. It's, it's been there at the end of that bar for the last 40 years. You know, that's it. Listening to other people. That's bad advice. Like listening to the wrong source. You always have to, you weigh up your sources, don't you? For of people that are giving you advice, you know, like the good advice when it comes, when it comes from people that are standing in the shoes that you want to be standing or, or have been there and done it. If it's coming from um, people that have had no experience in anything that you're trying to do, then that's always bad advice. Yeah, no, that's great. Actually, a great watch out. Yeah, make sure that you're mm. you're you you check out the credentials of mm. who's giving you this advice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and wait. I, I suppose yeah, 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 just like I suppose that, that that's about it. Is 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 literally like what bad any bad? Yeah, why are you going to go and start your own business? I suppose why are you going to go and do that? That's the worst I think that's ever been said to me. Now right. look at it. Exactly. Now, well, thank thank God you ignored them, and uh, they're probably mm. still sitting at the end of the bar, maybe or maybe not. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Sure are. Sure are. Yeah. Um, yes. I know that's brilliant. So, Wayne, before I ask my last question, where can people find you? Because I know you're quite active on social media, but you, you know, where's best yeah. for people to hook up with you? Yeah, so, um, yeah, across all the platforms, um, if you're on Facebook, just search Wayne Smith. Instagram's at WayneSmith85 or uh, WayneSmith underscore 85, I think it is. Uh, LinkedIn, Wayne Smith. Um, same for Twitter as well. Uh, I think they're all the same. And then if you're wanting to see what Olympia Boxing's up to, then it's at Olympia Boxing. You will find us across everywhere. And the website's www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. Excellent. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, Wayne? Yeah, yeah. getting used to saying it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So my last question, if I may, um, this podcast is called Brave, Bold, Brilliant, which you clearly are, but what does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? So being brave is getting out of your own way, as we've already said. Get out your own way. Be bold. Go for it. Have, have a vision of what you want and go and get it and be brilliant. Have fun while we're doing it. Oh, perfect. That's a fantastic answer. Oh, listen, Wayne, thank you so much. You have been incredible. Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. Oh, cool. Fabulous. Thanks. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.